Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you to be a ninja Jerry and Lito will tell you how They can't do it themselves Because they're not that strong This is the American Ninja Warrior Song Hello everyone and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Hapa Podcast I'm your host Aaron Armstrong and with me today is Lita How you doing Lita? I am doing well, pleased with the results, but not necessarily how we got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is how I'm feeling. But last podcast of the season, bittersweet. Mm, yes. Started. Uh, yeah. It, it, this was, um, I, I, I'm totally with you. I, I was very pleased, but it, it kind of felt like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, uh, it's, it's like I got my, I got my favorite meal. But uh, but it it wasn't as good for some reason. Yeah, coming up with the right reason. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I mean, I just wish that we didn't know that there was going to be a winner. Mm -hmm. Like this is the first time that during stage three, I should not be able to like zone out and play Pokemon Go while I'm watching stage three. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I was just like, a lot of this is like a foregone conclusion, especially the people at the beginning. And then once Drew went in the middle and still succeeded, it was like, okay, we're obviously going to have multiple people on stage four and like, it's probably going to be Daniel. So like, it was just a lot of like, um, I don't know, it was the first time that reading the edit became an issue in uh, American Ninja Warrior. There, there was the, like the best moment of the night was was Drew's stage three run for in my opinion. Yeah, and then um, there was a whole half an episode after that. Yeah, was, but that like that was that was the defining moment for me that like felt like I wasn't sure he was going to succeed, and uh, and then he did, and it was emotional, and it was great. Um, a- everything after that was like uh, it felt like just uh, it was stunted. Like any other emotional response. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, uh, like you predicted montages on stage three (laughs) really took me out of it. I don't know. It just kind of felt like um, it didn't have the magic of stage three, like the the pressure and the excitement, because it did feel like there were so many people. It just felt like I was watching a city finals course. 
in a lot of ways. Yeah, and like, like I don't even it's, it's how many people there was. I didn't even really mind about that. Like, um, you know, and we'll talk about it. My my issue was mostly that we knew there would be a winner, which really gave away how stage three would play out. And then once we got to stage four, I, I did not enjoy that very much. I enjoyed the outcome. I didn't enjoy the process. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So we are here. Final episode of season 11. We're going to start on stage three and we're going to start with Ryan Stratus. And there were a lot of things I really liked about this episode. This is one of them um, that they uh, they really went back in the archives for some of this <laughs> footage uh, uh, for these, uh, these athletes um, and for Ryan Stratus, this is this, his first time in stage three in the U S mm-hmm. but he did do it in Japan and they showed the footage from Japan. Nice. Yes. Yes. We like when they acknowledge that Sasuke exists. Yes. <laughs> Um, really, really, uh, good stuff there. Really glad to see that, uh, especially with Ryan Stratus. Um, so, uh, he takes on the first obstacle, which is grip and tip, which has basically replaced the floating boards. Um, I, I'm not in love with this replacement. I like the floating boards. If you're going to have an obstacle that is slow and takes a while, which we normally don't like stage three is the place to do it. And right at the beginning is the place to do it. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't break any momentum. Yeah, um, this this just there was a there was an overall feeling of stage three. A lot of the new obstacles, I just wasn't a huge fan of. Um, but uh, but grip and tip, you grab like a little foam uh, cylinder thing, you slide it along a pipe that tips, uh, and then you jump to the next one. You do the same thing. Um, doesn't really feel like a stage three obstacle to me, but. What are you going to do? I also hate the name of this obstacle. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Iron Summit, which uh, this I'm fine with this one. This one uh, is is interesting enough. It's a combination of Iron Maiden and the Northwest Passage, mm-hmm. um, where the start of it, you're grabbing onto the um, the little spike things that you take off and put on the new uh, the other pegs, and then halfway through or halfway up. Uh, one side, you get to the handles that you have to lock in. It's very difficult to describe, but you basically have to lock them in up upwards. And then as they extensively talked about, uh, make sure you're holding on the end of them to ensure that you are uh, maximizing your leverage on the handle so that it stays hooked in. And so you have to do that up and then switch over to the other side and go down and then back to the pegs. And so we see Ryan Stratus on the Iron Summit. Uh, he is going to get all the way through until the end of the handles where uh, he skips one of the uh, the holds and hel- uh, ends up holding on with both of his hands mm-hmm. and then lets go with the hand that's on the end, leaving only the hand that is uh, gri- gripping at the, uh, the base of the handle, which does not maximize his leverage and it's going to fall out and down he goes. Yes. Um, very illustrative example of how this obstacle works for the first run. So I understand why they put this first. Still was very sad to see Ryan Stratus uh, go first. I was hoping that maybe he would be a dark horse competitor. Mm, yeah, <clears throat> not so much. Uh, so that's it for Ryan Stratus on stage three. Not going to make it to the uh, the cliffhanger, which they're really going to hype up here um, as we get there. Uh, next up was Michael Torres, and his package was about uh, about these Chicagoans. His whole package was just a package about Ethan Swanson. 
Well, I, that's basically because all of the Chicago people are just going to go right back to back. So it's, yeah. it's basically a package for the three of them. Yeah. It's like, hey, Ethan Swanson really made Chicago a hub of ninja. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it was really hard to find ninjas in one of the most populated cities in America. Well, it's like they finally like they've been talking about these uh, ninjas from Chicago for a long time throughout the season they finally explained it yeah it's it's almost like this was the punchline to a storyline <laughs> that they've been telling all season uh like okay here's what happened ethan swanson recruited people to work at his chicago gym that's why there's so many good ninjas there uh like oh okay now i get it yeah and they're all friends and they're horsemen or whatever <laughs> sure um so michael torres is going to take on the course here uh i expected him to do well on the course um but he is only going to uh make it to the cliffhanger he is very quick through the the crazy clocks this is our first time seeing the third obstacle the crazy clocks which is uh we've seen this one before you jump on the handles you spin them around you then jump to the next handles you spin those around and then you're done and uh i'll i'll jump ahead to the next one uh my next bit of notes uh, the next time I see somebody take on the crazy clocks, they're a joke. Yeah, nobody fell on these. Not a single person fell on them. Not a single person even had any measure of trouble with them whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen this in, in city finals, and I don't think it was even particularly difficult then. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not not only is it easy, but it's incredibly quick. Yeah. So it's not even sapping grip strength. It's just taking up space. There's no point to it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and they already. So stage three. Stage three has typically, for the last couple of seasons at least, been eight obstacles. It was seven obstacles this was time. Was it really? I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah. So they took out an obstacle and they had the crazy clocks, which was a joke. Yeah. And they got rid of, in my opinion, uh, one of the most difficult obstacles, the body prop. Yes. They took out the body prop. They replaced the hanging uh, boards or whatever with uh, with grip and tip. Um, a lot of a lot of ways that this was made easier i think uh this year um certainly though the uh, the thing that kind of makes up for some of it is cane lane yeah which is a, obviously a very difficult one um but uh but i don't know if that's enough to really make up for all of the changes that made it uh, I, I think a bit easier plus wasn't um, cane lane there before anyway i think it has been in there yeah. in the past yeah so it's not like even they introduced a brand new obstacle that was killer yeah. <laughs> so um, Michael Torres is going to get to the uh, the cliffhanger and uh, they're going to again, they're going to really hype this up. But this is still, in my opinion, from what it looks like, an easier cliffhanger than we have seen in the past. Yeah, there's only um, one transfer. <laughs> There's one transfer. It does have the the, you know, a lip on the yep. uh, the grip of the transfer and the rest of the way over. It looked like as well. Um, it really feels like the cliffhanger is is how they like. Uh, do we want to win her? Yeah. Put a lip on the on the cliffhanger. Yeah. Do we not want to win her? Don't put a lip on the so cliffhanger. What the lip does besides obviously being easier to hold on to is it allows you to turn around fully and swing facing the transfer so that you don't have to turn around in midair. And I think that's the biggest thing even besides the the size of the lip. Yeah, well, and also when you go to land on the thing, it's incredibly easier right, right. to land on one with a with a with a lip than one without one, um, which I, I believe is why we saw everybody fall on the cliffhanger here um, when we were in Vegas. Or uh, no, it was when we, they they all no they fell the the next year right. Everybody fell in the same spot on the cliffhanger. 
Oh, everybody did. Yes, we saw Joe get through the cliffhanger, but we did see yeah. uh, Najee and Sean fall on it. Right. OK, so yeah. And what, what we saw, we saw the testers fall there, too. Yeah. Yeah. We saw um, all these people and we were like, I don't know if this obstacle is going to be possible. <laughs> right. Um, so like they, they are like it's very subtle changes that most people wouldn't pick up on, uh, I think, are like major difference makers in terms of whether or not they want people to complete this obstacle or stage three in general. Yeah, honestly, they're lucky more people didn't get through this course because that would have been <laughs> terrible. It's like, all right, we've got five people on stage four. Well, uh We'll talk about uh, one of the main things I had an issue with, which is the rule change yeah. back. Um, which they did so quietly, we didn't even know about it until somebody told yeah. us on Twitter. I mean, that is the biggest tell for me that this was they intentionally were looking for a winner is that they changed the rules back yeah. to make sure that only one person <laughs> so that it wouldn't be they wouldn't be splitting the prize between like six people. Right. So what we had said um, last week was that they had changed the rule, which they did after Isaac and, and um, Jeff, that uh, if you did it, you win. That's it. But they had changed the rule back this year that we were unaware of that only the person who does it the fastest wins. Yes. Although I guess it didn't actually matter this year. No, but it didn't it didn't matter. The results didn't matter. But the way that I watched the climb yeah. was significantly hampered. Uh, I really, really like uh, just felt gross about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, Michael Torres, he does get through the transfer, but he's really looking like he's running out of strength in the cliffhanger. Um, and he, he's got some major struggle face going on as he tries to make the dismount. But just as he makes the dismount, he goes he goes down. And that's uh, that's it for Michael yeah, this Torres. dismount ends up being a big problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, people make the transfer, but that really saps the grip strength and they don't have enough to dismount, um, which if there were two transfers. <laughs> yeah, no one would have even gotten to the dismount. Very few people. Next up was Chris Deganji, who is going to be montaged again. Sorry, but uh, Jesse's not here. He so. had his moment, and uh, now it's over. He is also he's going to fail on the, uh, the transfer uh, on the cliffhanger. Um, but on his way, uh, as, as he's walking, walking away, all wet, he says, I love this sport. Aww. That's nice. Which was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he met his fiance through it. How could he not? Yeah, I love the enthusiasm. Um, then we had Ethan Swanson. And uh, this, is, this is where I wrote the crazy clocks, which is a joke. Yeah. Um, and they're acting like, uh, man, the cliffhanger. It's so impossible. No ninja has made it through this yet. Um, it's like we've seen two people fall on it so far. What are you talking about? <laughs> we've only about? seen four people total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he is going to uh, to take on the cliffhanger. Um, he just as just as he makes the dismount, like he is literally this is the swing to dismount. His fingers slip off and he just flips back. And that's it. But is, but is it a cool flip? At least it's a pretty cool flip. All right. For a guy that jumps off of buildings professionally or whatever, uh, I expect his flips to be cool. Yeah. Uh, we then get uh, a montage to really emphasize the point <laughs> that the cliffhanger is dangerous. It has taken down three ninjas, which like, OK, sure. Maybe if this were a normal stage three where there were three ninjas taking on the course, that would matter. But that's uh, that is a very small number. Yeah. Some might say one seventh. Um, yes. <laughs> so are they calling it the crazy cliffhanger or the ultimate cliffhanger here? Ultimate. But it's not ultimate. 
it's yeah. less ultimate than the last one. Well, I think theoretically the crazy cliffhanger is more difficult than the ultimate cliffhanger. But ultimate means last. You can't make another version after the ultimate cliffhanger. You can't de-escalate it. I think we've had this conversation. Uh, I that okay maybe, but I'm just saying I don't. Think I'm just getting deja vu here. I, I feel like we've had this conversation. Call it the ultimate cliffhanger. If they're gonna de-escalate it, they have to call it the penultimate cliffhanger. I will belabor <laughs> well, this point. I mean, the ultimate, penultimate cliffhanger. Ultimate means that's not a very good name. Ultimate means last. You can call. Maybe you can call last. It, <laughs> I was just in Michigan for a long time. Um, la- last, um, uh, you can call it like I don't call know. it. You need to shut up. I have been told. <laughs> my, my best friend Sam recently told me that when I get really upset, I get significantly more mis- Midwestern. Um, I think it's because I'm thinking about it less, and also because like my mom uh, has a very strong Midwest accent, and so when she gets upset, mm. like I feel like I feel like I sound like my mom when I get upset. Anyway, um, I feel like you can call it. Like maybe crazy makes sense because crazy is like oh it doesn't adhere to the uh, to the laws of of reality or language so mm. maybe that's fine but I feel like we've already had the crazy cliffhanger and this is different so now you have to call it like the insane cliffhanger the the mentally unstable cliffhanger <laughs> yeah or just call it the cliffhanger I think that's fine too yeah I don't know I don't like it, it yeah. smells fishy to me. <laughs> All right. Well, it's claimed three victims so far. So many. Yes. Next up, we're going to get uh, Hunter Gerard, who uh, has, I don't think, had a single run aired um, in Vegas. No. Yeah. He he got that. He almost got the speed pass. Right. Or did he get it? Um, I think he, he got it, didn't he? I don't know. Either. See, I don't even remember because they never yeah, showed either him. Either way, they were like, OK, that's enough of him. Yeah, um, but he's he's going to fail at the dismount of the cliffhanger as well. Um, and then we're going to head to Lucas Reale, uh and we get a package about his dad. We uh, we've learned about this before that uh, this he is usually competing at or around the anniversary of his father's death. Um, and they showed uh, pictures and uh, he, I was like, whoa, his dad looks exa- exactly like him. Oh, like, really? I didn't notice that. Super similar. Yeah. That's always, I don't know. I have no family resemblance to my parents, so I always find that odd. Especially, yeah. like, do you, know, do you know any siblings who, like, even though they're different genders, they have the same face? That's always unsettling mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It's just not right. No. Too much, too much shared DNA. Well, this is only Lucas's second season. Last season, he made it to stage two. So uh, this is a promising ninja right here. Yeah, definitely. And maybe someday I'll remember who he is before they show yeah. his package, because I keep forgetting. Uh, he almost drops a handle on Iron Summit uh, and, and then uh, is able to make it through, though. He gets to the cliffhanger. And this is when Akbar says, this obstacle is rated R for ridiculous. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I uh, watched. Um, an episode, have you ever seen Hollywood Game Night? You would hate it. Um, it's like a, a game show where celebrities do like different pop culture related games. Um, it's very fun. I love it. Um, but I was watching an episode where Matt and Akbar were on one team. They were like the celebrities. And also the other celebrity on their team was uh, Zeke's boyfriend, the guy from Superstore. Um, uh-huh. So it was fun. Nico Santos. So it was fun. But I learned a lot about um, Matt and Akbar. Not as much as I learned from watching, from looking at their photos of them when they were 19. 
Um, but mm. I had forgotten since listening to his Terran show that uh, Matt Eisman was a doctor. I feel like he doesn't bring that up enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, he is that. As a doctor. I don't, yeah. Why not? Akbar is always like as a football player. It's true. Yeah. They should talk more about uh, what they were doing in their past lives. Matt, Matt Eisman is like a secret genius. I mean, is it that secret? Well, not to his best friend, you. Yeah. But maybe to some people. He's also, he knows a lot about movies and celebrities. He was very good at that game. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Eisman. I don't remember why I brought that up. R for ridiculous. Oh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> it was a good one. I just wanted to, just wanted to talk about how I, uh, I respect Matt and Akbar as human beings. All right. Well, Lucas is going to make it through the cliffhanger, uh, and he is going to be the first of the night to do so. Uh, he very nearly loses his grip on the jump to the first pole of Pipe Dream, which is the next obstacle. Uh, you have to jump from... Um, you have to jump to a platform that tilts. Um, and I didn't even know that it tilted until somebody like way down in the night, uh, ended up tilting it. Um, but, uh, you jump to it or you swing to it. And then, uh, then you have to jump on some poles and traverse through the poles. Uh, you get to bigger ones later that drop. Um, and then that's, uh, that's the obstacle. It's a bit like the obstacle that Casey, uh, completed in the city finals that, uh, that she was the person who was able to complete city final course um but shorter yeah Every, everything's <laughs> shorter slower a little more relaxed a little more floofy um so really the basics of this one are as long as you still have grip strength left which is most of stage three to be fair but uh as long as your your feet were able to get traction um you were probably okay here uh lucas not able to get traction on the poles and uh he's having a lot of trouble holding on and so uh he tries to just do a hands-only transition but uh he's gonna run out of grip strength here and go down and that's it for lucas yeah your feet are even just your knees like you can definitely yeah, like, clamp onto this with your legs. Yeah, like whatever whatever it is that like needs to to get traction. Um, you know, I I'm assuming this is not an obstacle that most ninjas train for. Um, but the pole so. grasper has been around forever. And it's basically the same thing. Pole grasper. That's the one that Casey did. Oh, but that that hasn't been around for a while. Now. I know, but that, they took that out basically when Casey beat it. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Maybe they haven't trained on it, but it's also not that hard. <laughs> Well, we a uh, few people fell here, so yeah, a few people. But I don't know. I felt like this one um, was just more of a like coordination thing than anything. Yeah. Um, and like you said, if you're if you could get traction on it, but this is like this can be an upper body break if you're able to like latch onto it with your legs. Yeah, um, basically anybody that knew how to do this was not going to fall on this. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's it. That's it for Lucas. Next up was Joe Moravsky. And, uh, this was definitely too early. I was like, uh, yeah, this is not, this is not pro probably not happening here. Um, he talked about how he stage three has been his nemesis. This is his fifth attempt uh, at stage three in six years. Um, and he's, uh, he's been practicing those flying bars a lot, but he's never, never gotten to them. Never had the chance to actually, uh, you know, use that practice. He dreams of these flying bars. <laughs> yes. Um, he is, uh, he's going to take on the course. He's very quick through grip and tip, very clean through, uh, Iron Summit, uh, gets through the ultimate cliffhanger easily. Um, 
you can see his cousin in the crowd crying <laughs> just losing her goddamn mind uh, but after he gets off the cliffhanger, he uh, he takes a look at his hand and there's just like a big old piece of skin that's just uh, like he's trying to rip off, but it's not coming off and there's blood. And it's, uh, that's the worst thing that you could have happen to you here in stage three. Uh, you know what? Sean Bryan begs to differ. <laughs> that happened in stage one. <laughs> okay, but it could have happened in stage three. Um, yeah, it's really gross, and he's staring at it the entire time. Yeah, and you can, t- I mean, I've. I have done some rock climbing before. Yeah. When you skin your hand like that, it is incredibly There's painful. There's no going and the back idea, to. There's nothing yeah, you can the, do. Yeah, and this entire course is is grip, and and to then take that, and I, this must have been a painful experience. Yes, I currently have a very gross uh, thing like that on my hand, my little stigmata. Um, but that was from uh, climbing around on a children's playground. <laughs> I like slid down one of those pole thingies while like I was just like playing around and I, I skinned my hand like that. Um, oh so don't don't play on children's playgrounds, I guess, is the is the memo. Um, pretty good advice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I was thinking about this and you know how like a lot of the time on Survivor when people are super under edited, it means that they're going to go out in like an unsatisfying way, like they're going to get idled out or something. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe injuries are the idling out of American Ninja Warrior. They don't want us to get too attached to anybody <laughs> who uh, is going to go out because of an injury because that just makes us too sad. So maybe that's why Joe was invisible. Maybe um, they they definitely uh, had uh, Sean Bryan seemed like he was highlighted up until his injury. That's true. But he didn't go as far. It's true. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, he's still going to. I, I thought this was it. I thought there's no way that, that you can get through the next three very intensely grip strengthy obstacles with a skinned hand. Yes. Um, but he is very fast through cane lane, um, basically, uh, uh, or sorry, um, very uh, fast through pipe dream. Um, he he looks perfect on it like he just does a quick transfer swings around grabs the next one goes to the next one um like this is this is joe at his best it's his it's technique is has always been his um his strongest suit here um and so you can see though after he gets through his hand he's still like ah, oh, my hand mm-hmm. um very fast through cane lane, perfect through cane lane. Yeah. But as he does the transfer, transfer to the, uh, to the other side, the, at the end of cane lane. So cane lane, obviously you grab the cane, you traverse through this, uh, this little, um, path. Um, and you have to jump over some obstacles that you have to, uh, there's like a little dip that you have to jump through. Um, and then at the end of it, you have to transfer to a separate, uh, little rail. And for whatever reason, on that separate rail, it's it's held up by, you know, these metal hanging things. Um, and instead of it like being just a, a flat rail, those the things it's hanging on are going to prevent the cane from moving uh, toward like if you're in the middle of those two things, then it will prevent the cane from falling off uh, either end. But there are also little pieces at the end. And those little pieces at the end are what Joe ended up uh 
latching onto when he transferred over. And so he couldn't actually get over to the other side and the cane ends up falling off the end, um, which is kind of difficult to explain. But uh, <laughs> you, yes. you nailed it. <laughs> Whatever. It was it was a little technical thing. Uh, it's still very impressive that Joe got that far. Yes. And so that was it uh, for Joe. Um, it really does seem like he might have been able to uh, to complete it. I mean, he was definitely going more aggressively, uh, I imagine, because of his hand and that uh, if he had you know taken a second um, or really if just the bar hadn't have been there and it had been a more even bar, then I think he would have been uh, fine. Um, though I do wonder how that hand would have affected affected him on stage four as well. Especially on a rope. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't think yeah. that that was going to happen for him. It was just a really unfortunate break. Yeah. So there you go. That was Joe Moravsky. Uh, he'll be back. I am, well, he's coming with his dad bod. I am sure he will. Um, he says afterward he had enough left in the tank to finish the whole thing, but he made a mistake and that was just it. Um, and then uh, they show a preview Drew Dreschel oh, is coming up next. I thought you were going to say Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They they were doing that all night. He's got a huge announcement that in no way pertains to this television program. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's even announced until the show is like already over. Yeah. <laughs> but they previewed Drew Dreschel coming up next. And I was like, he better not be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt like I, I knew what was going on at this point. <laughs> I was I was I was uh, not pleased with how early Drew was because they had previewed uh, Daniel like way early in the in the episode. I was like, okay, good. Daniel's going early. Um, (laughs) Hopefully Drew is last or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Daniel was nowhere to be seen. And then all of a sudden it was like, now Drew is coming up next. I was like, no, (laughs) they just had to show that uh, Daniel sings in his church. It's really important. He's too early. Yeah. Don't you screw me on this, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. No, I I felt like okay, we're gonna have multiple people beat Sage Three. I I was not I was not convinced. Okay. This and this is this is this is why this was the best part of the episode for me because it was not a guarantee for me yeah. that that Drew was going to make it through here. Yeah. Um, nobody had completed it yet. This was still early in the episode. It was uh, before the hour mark in the episode, and so um, I was I was very nervous. And we got the package that was like, uh, "This is this is it. Like uh, this is my life. This is you know everything has been leading to this moment." Um, it's uh, the, the song was playing that it was like this is my moment yeah your, uh, your music theory comes back yeah um he talks about how he like he considered quitting after last year um but he didn't um and uh and i i was like don't, don't you give me this package if it's not coming together for him this is not <laughs> this is not okay no this is not a failure package um so he is going to be of course just Perfect throughout the whole course. Uh, one one smooth move uh, on the handles of Iron Summit. Just perfect. Straight through the cliffhanger. Flies through Pipe Dream. Um, gets through Cane Lane. This is the furthest he's ever gotten. He's finally on the flying bar. And uh, I was still super nervous. <laughs> this is this is this is how I'm supposed to feel on stage three, especially on the last obstacle that like he should hopefully can get through this. But I don't know, like anything could go wrong at any moment. Uh, but he if, three, two, one, he's through and he he he, he collapses to the ground. Uh, Aqua says those are real tears. 
Those are real tears in his eyes. Did we get Terran tears? Uh, no, I, I was mostly just like, um, I was just so full of like nervous energy <laughs> that I was just like, yes. Yeah. Finally. Um, yeah. And then I had to go do the round table. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of you being like, hold on, guys. Let me just get through one more run. Uh, so there, it wasn't really even a struggle for him here. He is through stage three finally. And, uh, I was able to go to the round, round table feeling very, very pleased and like, okay, <laughs> thank God. Uh, we're good. Otherwise you would have been in a terrible mood all the round yes. table. Yeah. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. So next up was Tyler Gillette who got to Kane Lane. Um, I, I believe we've also haven't seen any of his runs uh, in Vegas. Um, Karsten Williams is going to be up next. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like she was about to say something. Oh, that she no, <laughs> it just had to sneeze. <laughs> Uh, Carson Williams, he's going to make it through the ultimate cliffhanger. He did struggle a bit, but he made it through. But the second he gets on Pipe Dream, there's some major slippage going on and uh, he goes for the transfer and he's going to fall. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think we were really expecting Carson Williams to win it all. No offense. Still got a great bod. <laughs> then we had Tyler Smith, who uh, nearly messed up the cliffhanger dismount, but eventually went out on Pipe Dream. Who is Tyler Smith? The exterminator, I believe. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Mm -hmm. The other bug ninja. <laughs> yes. Then we had Seth Rogers, who uh, they keep saying is the youngest person to ever take on stage three. Yeah, they keep saying it over and over. But in my opinion, the much more impressive thing, uh, much more impressive than being the youngest, because the new age limit um, is that he made it to stage three on his rookie year, yeah. which uh, only, I believe, Joe Morawski has ever done. Um, unless we count A&W one, which <laughs> no, no, I don't think I think I think maybe only Levi made it. Can't remember now, but. Still, in the American Ninja Warrior history uh, of the of the American course um, that, uh, you know, he's he's one of very few people like Joe to make stage three on his rookie year. Is this when we get the photos of Matt and Akbar and Zuri? This is when we get those photos. Yes. Nice. Akbar has a cane. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and so we see, yes, Akbar with a cane. Uh, we see, we see Matt, we see Zuri on her like flip phone. Yeah. 
Very cute. Matt looks uh, very different. Yeah. <laughs> Matt does not look like he was very popular in college. <laughs> Um. So, uh, so here he here he goes. Seth Rogers is going to take on the course. He gets onto the Iron Summit, and uh, and Matt says the Iron Summit should be a Mister Rogers neighborhood made for a climber like him. That doesn't or in Mister Rogers neighborhood, maybe. Still, what? He's going for Mister Rogers neighborhood. That's the thing. But why? Because he's Ro- Seth Rogers, oh. Mister Rogers. <laughs> I just didn't understand the connection at all. I was like, it's in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Mr. Rogers is Seth Rogers. Got it. Mm. Akbar is very upset because, uh, because Seth Rogers does not have L's in his arms. I know. Akbar is just like, okay, I guess. Where are the L's? (laughs) Where are they? Matt's just like this, this is how some people are comfortable climbing, and Akbar's like, okay, I guess. This this really harkens back to the like first season that Akbar was uh, a commentator on, when like all of his contributions consisted of really keeping those L's. Yeah. He's got the L's. That means he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what was Akbar's first season on the show? I think it was season. It might have been season four. Actually, it might have been season four or five. Who was it before? Could have been four. Um, so I believe the first season was still with like Allison Hayslip and, uh, and some other G4 person. And then I think Matt came in for the second season and then he had some other guy. He might've come in for the third season. He was definitely there for the third season. Um, he had some other guy who was shorter, but well, everybody's shorter just, than Matt. It just exactly. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You need two tall people. <laughs> um, so uh, but they commentated over the footage of them in Sasuke um, in for season three, at the very least. Mm-hmm. And then Akbar, I think, either came in in season four or five. Um, my assumption is it's four, uh, like when they got the American course, then Akbar came in. But I might be off on that. Yeah. All right. Close enough. Um, yeah. Just curious. But yes, Akbar loves those L's and um, he's sort of climbing, splaining this to a professional climber (laughs) who has competed all around the world. Yeah. And like at first I was like, oh, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. But after a little while, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of with Akbar here, though. (laughs) I'm not super solid on his technique. Um, He he takes on the cliffhanger and he's hanging and he's like stopping to shake it off. And then he does it. He does the transfer backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But like. Most of all, I think I was I was upset because he was going very, very slowly. Um, And and I think, you know, when you are when you're doing the dead hang like that, uh, it it, you you have to be much more deliberate with your movements because you're not you're not using as much like upper body strength or your arm strength. But the but stage three is all about grip strength. And I'm sure that he has a ton of grip strength. He's a climber, um, but he's also like a big guy. And the longer he is on the obstacles, the more his grip strength is going to run out. Um, so that's what I was worried about with him, but he seemed to have an endless amount of it. So what do I know? Uh, <laughs> but he seems to just, he barely, barely makes the dismount on, uh, the cliffhanger, um, has to like grab on cause he almost, uh, messed it up. And then, um, he's able to just reach across at pipe dream he is very and tall. just grab, grab the pole. Uh, but he's really struggling at the first, uh, by the time he gets to the first big pole. Um, and, and again, it's, it's just, it, he's kind of like, He's got kind of awkward movements as he's going through the poles. Um, just uh, he, he doesn't have like the smoothness of the more experienced uh, ninjas. But 
obviously though still incredibly impressive that he got to where he did um and uh you know it's I think that uh, with with time and experience, this is definitely somebody to watch out for. Oh yeah, he's going to be just fine. Does he? Is yeah. he one of those nineteen year olds that has like a ninja buddy mentor? You know, like the kid with Daniel or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, if I don't think so. That. If he if he can link up with a buddy, then I think he's yeah. going to be just fine. Um, so he uh, he gets to Kane Lane. And uh, Akbar says, "Not too many nineteen-year-olds are rocking that cane." And Matt, Matt's like, "Didn't you see that photo of you at nineteen? You were rocking the cane." Yeah, he really set that one up for for Matt to knock down. Uh, but that's going to be it for uh, for uh, Big Red here. R.I.P. Yes. Next up was Nate Burkhalter, who went out on Iron Summit. Then Casey Suhaki who uh, Matt says he's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah. He also says he's like one of the most popular ninjas. I don't know if that's true. If he was, he would not be montaged <laughs> nearly as much. And he would not have been replaced with guy with a grandpa. grandpa. The, second. Yeah, guy the grandpa to the grandpa. Uh, he goes down on the cliffhanger. And then Kevin Carbone, who is also going to be montaged for the third straight stage, I believe, uh, is going to go all the way to Kane Lane before his grip gives out. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Truly. Very impressive season from Kevin here. Yeah, but you wouldn't know it. All I remember is his dog. <laughs> they montaged him a lot. Yes. Then we get to Matisse the Kid Awadi, um, who is going to take on the course. Um, and uh, I, I got to say, like I said, I, I'm feeling much better about the kid. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm now, especially like now that now that this season has happened, I just there's a huge weight that has been lifted. Mm -hmm. And like now I'm like, everybody should win. Yeah, we, we got Give it to everybody. We got our crazy, insane, nocturnal deserving winner that yeah. uh you know nobody won by like a fluke like he really earned it um and now anybody can win i'm totally yes. with you um i did notice though on the first obstacle the grip and tip when he made the transfer it did seem like he grabbed the the pole that the thing was on um oh. and i would have assumed that was against the rules yeah. but uh that, that was weird. Um, I also, I noticed that on Iron Summit, a lot of people were using like the edge of the obstacle to like help get the dismount. Mm. Um, like, I feel like usually they they're pretty strict about stuff like that. So I wonder if they were just kind of lax on um, those kinds of rules this season. I mean, if ever there was a season for them to not be strict, <laughs> I think this yeah. is going to be it. <laughs> Um, so he is going to be very fast through the cliffhanger. Um, but right at the end, he falls. It's because he put his hands on top of each other and, uh, and then kind of got stuck. And that's it. Gotta learn. You gotta be careful about that. Yeah. Ryan Stratus, him, can't put your hands on top of each other. Yeah. Uh, next up was Carson Voiles, who got to Kane Lane and went down. So a uh, great job for Carson. And then we get to Adam rail. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to say, I was expecting him to finish. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, we got the history of Adam rail from, uh, from when he was a walk on just three years ago. Uh, I feel like we've may maybe talked about this, but I definitely still don't like it. If we have uh, his fans are called railroadies. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. I also have never heard of like a fan base name, right? Because isn't it normally just like if you're like a Drew Jessel fan, you're like a real life ninja. Like, isn't it just like the same name? I feel like we've maybe seen a couple of these here and there, but I don't know. Yeah. Railroadies is bad. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because like a roadie, 
you know, it's, it's a, like a it's fan a great of somebody. Pun. Yeah. It just doesn't ish. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's the connotation. <laughs> and especially like it would be one thing if he was like not like the most handsome man on American Ninja Warrior. He truly is. <laughs> I very rarely follow American Ninja Warriors on Instagram, but Adam Rail got that follow. <laughs> he is very attractive. Um so uh so he's gonna take on the course, uh gets to the cliffhanger, Aqua says, Oh, he's so aggressive. Yeah. You know what? I just love his mom. Does his mom have social media? Because I'll follow Vicky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's very solid through Pipe Dream. Akbar says, that's this. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yep. Yes, it is. You know you're doing well when you get one of those from Akbar. Oh, yeah. Akbar, you know, he's easy to rile up, but it's you can always tell when it's genuine. Mm. <laughs> and then he says, this candy cane's going to be sweet. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But he says, oh, because at the end of Kane Lane, uh, he gets he makes the transfer. He's all the way through and he still looks strong. Um, but you can t- uh, but right after the transfer, whatever it was, like all of a sudden now, like just like that, the grip strength is done. He's gotten on left mm-hmm. and he's barely he's struggling to hold on to the cane. Um, he's trying to reach over to grab the bar. And at this point, I was like, oh, well, he's done. Like, even if he makes it through, I can't see him getting through the flying bars yeah. if, if his grip is, is gone like this. Um, but it did seem like he was going to because he reaches over. He grabs the bar and I got I. I went to like I wrote a couple of notes to like explain what was happening. And when I looked back, like his leg was up and then he fell back. I was like, what happened? <laughs> he was he had grabbed the bar and he tried to get his leg over it as well. But he missed. He was with his so leg close. This was and like it ended painful. up. Yeah, it ended up pushing him back further away. So he grabs back onto the cane. But now he's been he's slid over mm-hmm. and he's trying to like get back over. But it's just not going to happen. And uh, he's going to run out of strength. Do you think he would have gotten through the flying bars? I, I my guess would be no, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if he was if he was like, I mean, I think holding on to the to the cane is much harder than holding on to the flying bars. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was already so low on grip strength, even just like holding on to the cane, um, it, it probably would have meant that he would have either made a mistake on the flying bars or maybe just run out of uh, of grip strength because he, he probably would have had to go fast in order to get through without running out of grip strength. Yeah. And that might have caused him to make a mistake. But I think it's possible he might have gotten through. Um, but then again, also at the same time, once you get to stage four, if you don't, as we as we might see a little bit later, uh, really tapping out your grip strength on stage three is going to affect you on stage four, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't know. I I felt like he wasn't highlighted enough to be the winner this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was montaged a couple times, maybe in the, the earlier episodes. But I do think um, he's one of my top picks as both as like a prediction and a personal preference to win next year. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I I, th- I thought he was going to make stage four but then probably not be the winner at this point. I, at this point, I felt like it's Drew or Daniel. Yes, me too. But I think Adam's going to be there. Yeah. But then it didn't happen. Yeah. Um. So they are now reminding us about what happened in season seven when Isaac 
uh, you know, he, he, uh, Isaac was waiting for, for Jeff on stage three, um, that Isaac had finished and then, uh, and then he was waiting for Jeff to come. And so now we're seeing that happen again where Drew has finished. Now he's waiting for whoever else is going to come. We know who it is. It's Daniel. <laughs> um, and, uh, they show a shot of, uh, Drew watching footage of Isaac on the rope, uh, on his phone. <laughs> inspo love it i really want to know if he was actually doing this or if they like photoshopped it i mean it was definitely photoshopped Uh um but like it might have been true that he was doing that, uh, but, but they, they didn't just didn't capture, it, yeah. capture like uh, the moment. It's also it can be hard to film a, a phone um, and, and have it look good. But that, that uh, seems exactly like something Drew would do, though. It does. It does. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm curious to know if it was what he was actually. I mean, there's also a little bit of like <laughs> like there's something funny about the idea of like, oh, crap, I just beat stage three. <laughs> what do what I do? Isaac. <laughs> I haven't even thought this far. No, I'm sure Drew has. I'm sure Drew um, just climbs ropes when he wakes up in the morning. Like, I'm sure Drew know. has reviewed this footage before. Yeah. I'm sure he's also done it himself a thousand times. Right. No, it's very funny. Um, so, uh, but they're, they're reminding us of that moment. And like, the more they remind us of this, the more uh, annoyed I am again, like all over again at what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we start to learn that this is going to be the, how it works um, this this season so the, it's the rules have changed back I was not aware that the rules had changed back yeah. and I was like no <laughs> no <laughs> if if Drew Dreschel got Jeff Britton I was going to quit the show <laughs> yeah but who is going to climb a rope faster than Drew Dreschel though you never know I guess so yeah <laughs> All it takes is one miss when you grab, when you're yeah. climbing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so next up was Josh Salinas. I was waiting for him to go. I was like, uh, here we go. Josh Salinas. I wonder how far he's going to go. Oh, nope. <laughs> he misses the transfer on grip and tip. Yeah. This is the only person we see fall in the first half score, right? Yep. Yeah. So then we get to Daniel Gill. Once again, the last run of uh, he was the final run for episode one on stage one final run on episode two uh, on stage two. Now the final run on stage three here. And um, I'm, I'm, uh, here we go. Uh, but here's the thing. I, I wrote this down. I have absolutely zero uh, uh, thought that like there's no chance no chance he doesn't complete this course yeah I agree. because like not only based on his placement throughout the entirety of the season and national finals um, but the fact that they told us that there is a winner he has to complete this in order for there to be any tension left at the end of the episode right so plus there's time left in the episode <laughs> yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't have told us there was a winner if Drew was the only person to complete stage three and they wouldn't have had Drew complete stage three halfway through the episode only to like, um, you know, 45 minutes later <laughs> be like, oh, so I guess Drew gets this. Yeah, we just have to watch him climb a rope. Yeah, right. Which means there's no tension watching Daniel. Not that there necessarily would have been because he was so perfect throughout the course. But um, but uh, you uh, you knew you knew he was going to make it. Yeah. And I think what I really took away from this is that my 
My lack of connection to Daniel Gill is mostly that I know a lot of facts about his life, yeah. but I don't know anything about his personality. I know that he is married. I know that he like works in a church and takes dance lessons and that his family was affected by the floods in Houston. But I couldn't think of an adjective to describe Daniel, whereas I know that Drew is incredibly determined and passionate. And I know that, like, you know, a lot of these people I would be able to sort of write a, a description of who they are. And Daniel is just so like, he's very placid all the time in confessional. He's just like, wow, what a great opportunity, like all the time. And I don't know anything about who he is. And I think that's why I, I don't connect to him. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the that's the thing that made me feel like I'm pretty sure Drew has this because Drew's package was way better. Yeah. yeah. Than Daniel's package was something we had seen before mm -hmm. that he does like church singing stuff. Yeah. Like we knew that already. And it was just kind of like, a, isn't this a fun fact about right. Daniel? It was like, here's uh, a fun, here's a hobby that he does. Here's Drew's life's work. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, uh, part of me felt like, well, maybe that's all they can get from Daniel. Yeah. And that's why that was my fear. But, um, but no, I think it was intentional to make sure that you didn't feel super upset about Daniel, uh, Almost getting Jeff Britton's. <laughs> yes, almost. Yeah, there was there was nothing particularly unsatisfying about this, even for uh, Daniel fans, because he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, so he was uh, Daniel was perfect on the cliff. Yeah. He did this the best that I'd seen. I've seen anybody do, um, especially the way that he uh, he reaches <clears throat> for the end of each um of each like cliffhanger bar thing. Uh, and then so that he has the most amount of like room to go. That's the, the hardest part of those transitions um, to like reach across, grab enough of the bar so that you can get your other hand up without having to cross over. And Daniel is really, really good at, um, at just reaching all the way over on the bar he's on so that he has the most amount of room for the next one. Um, very, very good on this. He gets all the way through. Um, and this is when they say whoever uh, is the fastest gets the money. And I was like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> you duped me. Um, Akbar says, Kane Lane is so hard. Google Maps can't get you through this one. What? <laughs> I guess so. Google Maps can't no. get me through anything. I don't like Google Maps. <sighs> And like this is this is again like it's this it's all like the second they announced that the, the rule is back to what it was before, like the entire feeling and energy in the episode just completely changes. I'm watching Drew very clearly not want Daniel to finish, uh, yeah. which like of course like it, yeah. look camaraderie only goes so far when there's a literally million a million dollars, dollars at stake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, of course, of course you don't want this guy to yeah, finish. You cannot blame Drew for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like, it just, it's, it just immediately like took so much of like the joy from me as I was watching this, like, I, I want to be able to root for Daniel. For like everybody, I want, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, even when I thought the rule hadn't changed, the fact that they announced there'd be one winner, I was like, oh, now I can't. Now I have to only root for my person, favorite yeah. people. Um, but then 
especially once the the rule is back to what it is before. Now, now I have to like absolutely root against the people that I don't want to win because I I want I want Drew to win. Um, and it, like that's not I I I want to be able to root for people to succeed. That's why I love watching the show. Yeah, I completely agree. And the fact that they, I feel like they're not proud of this decision. They know people won't like it. Otherwise, they would have announced it more clearly. It, it it just it genuinely felt to me like, hey guys, we want a winner. Yeah, it's been and we want it, one. ever since we introduced the uh, the show that we we built the course in America. It was season four, five, six, seven was a winner, mm, right? It's yeah. been four, and it's been another four years. Eight, nine, ten. We want a winner on eleven. Like that's what it felt like, mm-hmm. and they were like, uh, "But we can't have like five winners, so make sure you change the rule back so that they're so that we can, even if five people finish, we can say we have a winner." Yeah. All right. So, Should we talk about stage four? Let's do it. So uh, Daniel, of course, is going to finish, and it's a showdown. They say, which. <laughs> It's not what stage four is. <laughs> um, and they're reminding us of how awful it was last time. Yeah. Remember when uh, we broke all of your hearts? We're going to try yeah. to do it again. Um, and so Daniel finished stage three one second faster than Drew, apparently, oh, wow. uh, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and man, I, I really wish that hadn't been the case because that this was another thing, I guess not a whole lot they could do to change this, right. but watching Drew go first was also really sucks the right. tension out of it. Because you have to end the episode rooting against somebody rather than exactly um and so daniel is going to choose for drew to go first um at at the end i was like of all the times for them to use the actual order in which they ran (laughs) why not just like because they had drew waiting up there for like why just get drew down and then edit it around i don't i don't care how it actually have give me the the celebration at the end yeah so that i can feel good about it uh because like there there were some like this this was, this was a great moment to see Drew on stage four was so cool like this 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 is something that I have been waiting to see for years and uh, it's it's truly like the like it's it's just unbelievable see like seeing him actually there like there's a part of you that feels like it's just never gonna happen but he's there he's finally there and it was really really cool to see him there and uh, he, here we go he's gonna he's gonna take on stage four. He's all arms for the first like 30 seconds or so. Um, and uh, he, he then he brings in the legs. He's going up and you, uh, you start to get nervous because it's hard to tell where he is. Mm-hmm. And the timer's running out and it's buzzing. And like this, this is stage four. And he gets there and he hits the buzzer. There's two, two minutes and 54 or sorry, two seconds and 54 uh, whatever's yeah. left uh, as as he finishes. And um He's he's done it. Yeah, but he can't even do his full celebration. Right. And like the I like this this is I'm having the emotional reaction of like this is when I'm like about to be in tears. Like yeah. this is it. He's done it. And then this is what I meant when I get stunted. It's just immediately like it's cut short. I'm not able to have that emotional reaction and then, because and then by the time Daniel fails, like you, exactly. it's gone. The moment's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's exactly what happened. Um, because they're like, oh, what a huge accomplishment. I literally wrote, don't tell me this is an accomplishment if he doesn't win the money. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was like, I, I hate this. And now I have to watch Daniel and I have to root against Daniel. And, and I'm not having that emotional reaction anymore. And, uh, and so Daniel, he gets to stage four. He starts with his legs. And immediately when that happened, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to make right. this um, because it, it is slower um, as long as he, uh, you know, is going to go. And he, he ultimately is just not able to uh, to make it up, which I was happy about <laughs> because it meant that he was screwed less. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, but he didn't he wasn't, you know, swindled out of the million dollars. Um, yeah. And like, this is such a little thing, but just think about how many times we've seen uh, Casey at the top of that wall going, Woo! like, yeah. we're going to see this clip of Drew a million times in future seasons. Yeah. And it's going to be like, not even his full celebration. Yeah, right. It's going to be him being like, yes, rather than like, oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so like it's, 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 I'm, I'm of such different minds about it. Like it was such a great moment. I'm so happy that Drew finally did it. Um, it just, the way that it was presented to me, I just, I, I, it could have been so much better if we didn't know there would be a winner. If the rules weren't that way. Um, like, uh, like, like even, even though I knew, like knowing that there was a winner, definitely ruined a lot of Vegas for me. Um, but then even even that, even taking that away, if the rules weren't this way, if it was you split the prize or they get their own prize or honestly, even if there's no prize because mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. But once you introduce it, it has to be fair um, because there's no it's not like a serious like it's it's a much bigger prize than than there is in Sasuke. But with Sasuke, it doesn't matter. It's 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 the accomplishment. Ultimate victory. Um, but they, but it's like a diminished accomplishment if you don't, if there's, if somebody else gets a million dollars. Um, and so, uh, like, I, w- like, I would have been able to celebrate and, and have that emotional reaction with Drew, uh, if it wasn't like, well, now I have to worry that somebody else is going to take this from him. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I really just, uh, I don't understand why they needed to do this. Uh, I, I, you know, Maybe it's going to work out for them with the ratings because they were able to advertise the winner for the the entirety of Vegas and so on and so forth. But um, it, it really it really diminished the experience. What what should have been for me like such a, a, an awesome, awesome season and and end to the season and everything that I've been waiting for. It, it really it felt like uh, ugh, it, it was much more bittersweet than uh, than than the sweet that it should have been. Yeah. Also, like, are they really that worried about ratings? This show has to be a monster with ratings. Yeah. I mean, I don't think yeah. they're going anywhere. I think about how many spinoffs they've had and all of that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but like I said, uh, I'm just I'm so happy that uh, that Drew managed to uh, to do this. It's it really just takes like so much of the pressure off. Um, I think like watching it now, like um, I I'm I feel like I can go into next season and be happy yeah. and be like, uh, yes, I now want to root for everyone until two people make it to stage four, and then I'm going to be <laughs> mad, mad again. But uh, as long as only <laughs> yeah, as long as only one person makes stage four, I'll be very pleased. Yeah. And don't tell us if there's going to be a winner. Please. Please. Um, 
Also, we we are satisfied. You know who's not? Drew Dreschel, because I got a push notification immediately after this that I'm glad I had already watched the episode and didn't spoil it for me. But it was like American Ninja Warrior winner Drew Dreschel says that he won't be satisfied. He wants to win it twice in a row. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I don't know. He's got a baby. Like, maybe just chill with your million dollars. Well, that's what Drew Drew had always said that after after um, Isaac and Jeff did it. He was like, well, now I can't be the first. I can be the first to do it twice. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that he's going to keep going for it. What's cooler uh, than a million dollars? Two million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now, now if he does it again and doesn't win the million, I'll be fine because he already got his million. Right, exactly. Um, so, uh, it, it's this, and this really, it, it brought, it brought me to a place where I was thinking like, Drew is absolutely the Makoto Nagano of American Ninja mm-hmm. Warrior. Makoto Nagano was like the guy for Sasuke for a long time um, and just like worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and eventually won. And it was such a great moment. And uh, and then he kept trying to do it again, um, <laughs> just like I'm sure Drew will. Uh, but like it's the, the, the parallels are great. I, I love it. Um, and it made me think about like uh, how like uh, like Joe Morovsky's kind of like the the Toshihiro Takeda, mm-hmm. who was like the fireman who was buddies with uh, with Makoto uh, Nagano and uh, would always make stage three, but just couldn't get past stage yeah. three. Um, and uh, and that then I then I saw uh, a post on on the subreddit and uh, somebody else made these comparisons. And I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Stole my stole my idea before I could record a podcast, but that's fine. But yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, but no, it was uh, it was really cool, and and, and some uh, some other people um, had some uh, some good input as well. I actually, let's um, let me just bring it up because it was uh, there were some good comparisons here. Um, this this person, it's uh, Ravens Nation oh. for the win. No, oh, I see. That's a sports thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they talked about how Shingo Yamamoto is kind of like Ryan Stratus competing in all of the, uh, all of the tournaments, but never, uh, having too much success. Thought that was a good one. Um, and then, oh yeah, the other one I thought of was, uh, Akiyama was, um, the first winner of Sasuke. Um, this person compared it to Jeff. I would compare it to Isaac where it's like, uh, first winner of, of it, but then never really found any success afterward. Yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, then some, then Makoto came in and, and, uh, I, 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 people probably don't care that much about this. Part. I'm sure there are some hardcore Sasuke listeners of this podcast that appreciate it. Yes. Um, so, uh, very, very fun. And this is, this is what can happen. Like, uh, it's just like, it's really just, just the hard work that Drew put in to, to finally have it pay off was just so, so good. Um, so I was very, very pleased. Yeah. Um, all right. To put a bow on the season, shall I do our last, uh, iTunes review? Uh, well, let's do that. We, I think we should also talk about that. Um, you know, there are some people out there who say, uh, the safety pass puts an asterisk on this. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I disagree. I think that not only does like because like you don't we don't know what would have happened if he didn't have a safety pass. It messes with you mentally. It changes your approach. Also, he earned it. This was not an America voted pass like he was the best. And Mm -hmm. that is an added layer. Yeah. 
So yeah, personally, I I I don't put put any stock into that. And and you, you as you guys can hear pretty blatantly that I am very much like a Sasuke purist kind of person. Yeah, um, and the most like, anti-twist person in the world. <laughs> yes, but um, and we talked about this at the start of the season too. Yeah. It's not like we're being results oriented. Like oh, Drew did it, so we don't no, care. We, we um, always said that this is fine. Yeah, uh, like American Ninja Warrior is different in the sense that the qualifying stuff is a huge part of the show and um and so i i do think it, it's it makes sense that uh, if you're able to 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 do whatever then uh you get the safety pass and, and, and like uh the those kinds of mistakes those like luck-based things like they just happen all the time yeah. like uh it's not like it's not like he couldn't do something and then got a second try because he now knows like how to do it properly like yeah it's he took on the course he knew he was safe so he probably was taking more risks than he needed to like you can't say what would have happened without uh, if he hadn't had it yeah and just you know on a more viewership perspective we have mentioned that we like the safety pass because it adds stakes to the qualifiers which are normally kind of boring episodes mm -hmm. so we like it uh i imagine it'll be back i don't want it to go any further it is yeah. good the way it is i do think that they could retool the mega wall for sure um that that prize mm -hmm. but um yeah safety pass is fine yes um all right so what's uh what's our review here all right we've got got a uh, nice Straightforward review here from uh, Robinson's Junior 10. Five stars. Thank you, Lita and Taryn, it's called. It says, I am a huge fan of the podcast. I'm probably not in your normal demographic as a 44-year-old man from Iowa, but I look forward to your lighthearted episode recaps every week. It's like getting to enjoy every episode of American Ninja Warrior twice. Aww, there you go. Very lovely. Um, Thank you. I've never been to Iowa, but I like your corn. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Um, thank you all. We had a review almost every week. So uh, thank you guys for stepping it up, um, including our first ever two star review because we didn't remember the person's favorite ninja. Um, or, or I don't know. Maybe that was the one where we went off topic too much. We're not going to stop doing that. Um, but thank you guys so much uh, for rating, reviewing, and of course, for listening every week. We really appreciate it. We wouldn't do this if nobody listened to it. All three of you. Yes. Uh, this was a, a mostly fun season to uh, to talk <laughs> about here. Again, there were there are ups and downs. There but, always um, are. Yes. Uh, what's 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 always fun is uh, getting to talk to Lita and uh, and and getting uh, you know tweets from you guys and and uh, and all of that. So uh, we'll of course be back next season. Of course, and uh, we'll chat about all the ninjas. You will pry this podcast away from our cold dead hands. Yeah, I mean, I would have quit if Drew, if Drew got Jeff. <laughs> I know, but I know it you didn't happen, have. so we're good. But we would have just found a different thing to podcast about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So thank you so much, guys, for uh, the season's worth of uh, of support and listenership. It's been fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. If you're looking for more uh, of us together then uh we were we are definitely looking to do some some something on twitch together so you can find us there twitch.tv slash taryn armstrong uh just uh just hit the follow you keep yourself in the loop there um and of course you can find me on twitter as well at armstrong taryn and uh instagram taryn underscore armstrong 
Wow. Plug in the Insta. That's how you know it's finale day. Um, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted, Instagram Lita Grammed, uh, my writing on LitaWrote.wordpress.com, and um, add me on Pokemon Go. I've recently gotten very back into it, um, so oh I'm, I'm going to. Uh, I've already t- uh, tweeted my trainer code recently, but I'm going to retweet it once this podcast comes out because uh, one of my research missions this week is to make three new friends. So please add me. Wow. Is, did, did they just like uh, make a, a push recently? Like, I feel like I've been seeing Pokemon Go all of a sudden. So uh, mine was sort of a coincidence, but I happened to get back into it at the time that they had just introduced Team Rocket, which is kind of like a fun twist. Um, and they introduced uh, some new Pokemon. So there, there's some new ones in there. And you can also get Mewtwo and Mewtwo in level five raids right now. Mewtwo. Mew, Mew dude. Um, you can get Mewtwo in level five raids right now, which is pretty exciting for people that's brand new because you haven't been able to get Mewtwo before. Um, so I don't know. It's it's fun. I like it. There you go. Find uh, Lita on Pokemon Go. Yeah, Lita trains. Um, but I think you need my actual code. So um, I will tweet that out. Yay. All right. Uh, thank you guys once again. And we will see you next season. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Because they're not that strong This is the American Ninja Warrior Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.